Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, and we are back. Mandalorian is gone. You know what that means. Uh, We got other Star Wars to talk about. So thank you all for waiting, my very patient High Republic friends, because we're here to talk about uh, one of the first books in the second wave of Phase 2 of the High Republic. Cataclysm by Lydia Kang, and I brought with me a literary friend. It's your boy, King Tom. That's the first time I've ever been considered a literary friend. Uh, I think my grade school English teachers would be very proud of me. Thank you so much for having me, Sal. I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought thought this was going to be an anti-Sith list thing, and you were going to be like, that's the first time Uh, anybody ever called me a friend. uh, Well, (laughs) you know, that too. Throwing a little shade at the uh, yeah. Sith list intros over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, well, uh, if we were, we'd uh, we'd be here right. like, a few hours just to get through the intro. Well, we can. I mean, I don't have twelve hosts, but we can still introduce ourselves for another twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> How you been, King Tom? How's life treating you? I, I've been I've been pretty good. Life life has been treating me well. Um, you know, coming up on a big week here. Um, with you know May the Fourth and all that other stuff, and you know we saw I took my kids to see Return of the Jedi uh, in the theaters um, okay. Saturday. That everyone had a lot of fun, and uh, I started playing Survivor. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I'm playing on on PC though. I don't know if you've heard any of the stuff going on with that. Is there like a lot of glitches or anything like that? Is that there what's going is a on? lot of glitches, but there's also a bug that when you get to the second planet, uh, it'll just freeze up randomly. Oh no! And they had a uh, patch that they issued today. It took a few hours mm-hmm. to download patch, and I'm still getting it. Oh no, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but like my experience with the first game was very glitch ridden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, like I'm only and I'm still on the first planet. Okay. But I got Jedi Survivor 2. I put a, an hour and a half, two hours into it so far, having a lot of fun. Yeah. And, like, I'm so familiar. Like, I, I picked up Fallen Order not too long ago just to be like, oh, man, this is really good, a good game. And just uh, to get the feel back. Mm-hmm. And so, like, picking this one up immediately, I was back at the zone. <laughs> so yeah. I'm surrounded by stormtroopers and just like, nope, excuse you. Nope. Off the platform. Dodge. Counter. Mm-hmm. You're dead. Oh, there goes a leg. Right. Um, right. I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. Like the story is really good, and I don't think I've even gotten to any of the anything. I, yeah, I'm, I'm still very early in the story. Yeah, I've I've heard the story gets even better. Uh, and then you know, on the second planet, uh, there, there's there's an enemy that um might seem familiar, and I I approach them, I start to slash, and then it just 
freezes. Oh, that's rough, it's man. Quite frustrating. Um, if you listen back to our video game episode where we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order, you might hear me describing how Lizzie was dying in the cutscenes <laughs> in the first game. Uh, the first game was glitching so bad that, like, mm-hmm. in the very beginning of Fallen Order, when you're, like, on the train and you have this flashback to your master, like, mm-hmm. the master wouldn't appear because he wouldn't load, I guess, but the voice was there and, like, stuff was happening. And then instead of, like, walking down the hallway like you're supposed to, it disappeared and she just fell through the floor and kept dying. Oh. And, like, that just, we, we just had to turn the game off and start over. <laughs> and she basically gave up at that point. But I was like, no, it gets better. Um, And I don't know what happened. I put the game down for, like, two weeks. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing they patched or something because when I picked it back up, I never had problems with it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, hoping there's a second or third patch on its way soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that can be devastating. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I really am liking that it seems like there's some High Republic connections. Yeah. So stuff like that is really cool to me, and I like mm-hmm. the way. Uh, I don't know, like y- the way that like naysayers will always kind of come at these things is like, oh well, like if all this stuff happened, then like how come like Yoda didn't say anything about it when such and such like. Yeah, first of all, he's not going to give everybody a history. Like, when's the last time you, like, reminded your friend? Oh, no, don't worry about that. Remember World War II? Right. <laughs> like, right. that's not how life usually works. But also, if you keep up with a lot of these things, uh, like, I enjoy the fact that they sort of retroactively fit those things in. Like, mm-hmm. if you read the comics, um, you'll see Luke Skywalker having conversations with High Republic, or about the High Republic, or things like that. Like, he'll go to one of the temples that was there in the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, things like that. They happen a lot in the comics, obviously. And here's, like, a video game that seems to be capitalizing on that kind of thing, too. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. And uh, yeah. I just picked up, like, the newest uh, Sanastaros comics. And, like, one of the characters that appears in there. That's pretty cool. That has a lot, you know, Staros obviously has, like, mm-hmm. High Republic roots. Um so there was like a thing in this issue where I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to whatever that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like the way that they connect all these things. And um, yeah, they're doing yeah. a really good job of it. I, I'm enjoying it. And I just like more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not like, no, keep it like the way it was. Only two lightsabers in the whole galaxy. Right. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Yoda said they were the last Jedi. So no, nobody else. Nobody else. That's what he said. He meant it literally. Yeah. Yeah. He said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, what Yoda don't know won't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. He ain't we, out there we, counting. Come on. I, I, well, not specifically related to that. But there's something I really wanted to say related to the end of this book about what Yoda knows. But I'll save it for our spoilers. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a very big thing. And I, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go through like some High Republic related news. Okay. You also were not in London, correct? No, I was not. Uh, I was stuck stateside. I was stateside too. when I was, uh, you know, checking on my little periodically at work. Um, Mm -hmm. don't listen to this work on my phone to see what happens. I saw a lot of the reveals of the phase three titles and like trials of the Jedi sort of things that they're coming up with. Um, which, of course, I'm, like, all looking forward to get back into the zone of the characters that we really, really love. 
or yeah. like a lot of the characters that I really, really love and miss from the first phase. Mm-hmm. But I will say that this like phase two, I think only has like two waves. Yeah, I think it's like as far as books go, I guess. This is pretty much it. Yeah, this is pretty much it. The next it. one coming out, and then mm-hmm. Phase 3 starts in the fall, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, what Path of Vengeance comes out, probably by the time you hear this podcast. Yep. Uh, Path of Vengeance will be out, and that'll be the last book, and I think the comics will be going for another couple months before it switches back over to Phase 3. Yeah, the timing on the, the, timing on the books has felt off. I think the comics are getting delayed, dude. Like, That's probably it. We're, I got eight issues or nine issues of the High Republic Phase 2. So I understand what's going on with, uh, you know, Vildar, Mac, and uh, uh, Maddie, or whatever her last name is. <laughs> uh, but, like, the High Republic Adventures, there's only, like, three issues out, and I think it keeps yeah. getting delayed. And I want to know what's up with Sav Malagan, uh, <laughs> Maz Kanata, and all the pirates that seem to be heading towards Jeddah, which like yeah. now we know how that all goes down. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I think we're just missing a piece of that story. I think so. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is I do like how all of the things are fitting together, especially yes. uh, I just finished Path of Vengeance like a couple of days ago. It okay. is very good. Like okay. it, particularly if you if you like the first one, you're also going to love this one. Mm-hmm. And then add the special sauce of like it's a Kevin Scott book, prepare for damage. Yeah, um, I think uh, I I don't think I was ready for it last year, uh, with his Phase One book. Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm, pre- I'm mentally preparing myself. Yeah, now. yeah. You're you're you know what's coming, mm-hmm. but the way that these books fit together, it's it doesn't feel repetitive. How sometimes okay. it can when things go over the same thing. Uh, like, like this book that we're gonna get into is like a huge event on Dalna. Mm-hmm. Path of Vengeance also gives you that, but none of it feels repetitive because it's completely different characters going through completely different things that just so happen to be happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you read this, there are probably a few questions you still have. Yeah, that might be addressed in that book. Um. And it kind of goes for the Battle of Jeddah as well. If you read, if you listen to the Battle of Jeddah, or read the script, I don't judge. Mm-hmm. Um, the comics sort of gave the other side, another side to that story. Yeah. And then Path of Vengeance even touches on that a little bit. So there's like, it, it and it really like focuses on characters. Mm-hmm. So I really like the way that the story is told. And it doesn't feel repetitive in the way that like... I would say maybe the third or so issue of War of the Bounty Hunters did. How right. when they were all at the party and you mm-hmm. were going through the part where they were all at the party and it was almost like the same thing except like the panel was Leia listening to the speech instead of Boba mm-hmm. Fett listening to the speech instead of Darth Vader showing up during the middle of speech, you know, mm-hmm. and Aphra hiding during the speech because it was like all the same event and all the same uh it felt a little more claustrophobic and a, and a tad repetitive, especially when you read it in um, release order. Yeah, in the other the other books. Yeah. Yeah, which wasn't really a problem in a not even a problem, but wasn't like that didn't happen in what's the next one? Hidden Empire and and uh, Crimson Rain. Yeah, I don't think they had like a big 
yeah. event tie-in like that. The stuff was a lot more spread out and character-driven. Mm-hmm. So I think it like avoided that that bottleneck that sort of got like that. Right. Um, but seriously, looking forward to Phase Three. Of mm-hmm. uh, this wing, this fa- this uh, wave. What did I say? Wing. This wave wing. of Phase Two hits hard. Yeah. Um, and Cataclysm is no exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, phase three is coming. Prepare yourselves, everybody. Kevin Scott is still involved. It's gonna be what is it? Two years? Yeah, it's gonna it's be gonna run two. Yeah. But they're also spreading out the releases a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I hope that calendar sort of stays true and doesn't. Uh, like I hope delays don't really affect that because I feel like we're kind of getting that now. Like they yeah. drop three books at once and then. Like, we're all rushing to catch up, and also Mando and Bad Batch is on TV at the same time, and then, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening, and I hope, like, with the spaced-out releases, we'll have a little bit less of it. It'll be interesting to see how the Acolyte fits in, considering that is going to be released on the in the early part of this phase. Oh, that's you know, the, right. the first show we're getting in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be interesting, because it's, like, so far removed... But yet still connected. Right. Like, right. that's really cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Did you, like, what did you see from the Acolyte? How excited are you for that? I, for uh, one, am a lot. Yes, I am. I am extremely excited. I saw the uh, the potato version of the um, mm-hmm. the trailer, which cut out like 40 seconds in. Yeah. Uh, and I saw uh, the image, um, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on the actor and the characters. Vernestra played yeah, Vernestra. by Rebecca, something, right? Yeah. Rebecca. Yeah, I think that that's great that they're, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm guessing it's still technically High Republic, but they're really not going to mention any of the, right? Because it's a totally different story than the Nameless and the Nile. Right, right. Um, but I just really like like. When they announced the show, they were talking about how, like, oh, this will be, like, at the very end of the High Republic. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting something that was, which still might be what we get, something like that, I don't know, was, like, a nod to something a little bit, but also, like, far removed to be its own thing. But mm-hmm. now it feels, like, from what we saw from that potato footage, plus having a character from the books in the show, it feels a lot more connected in a realer way than what I thought it was going to be. It's like, oh, like, I thought it was going to be as connected as, like, Dooku Jedi Lost or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that's like, oh, yes, the High Republic was great. These are my lightsaber forms. These are my nice robes. Uh, but the looks of the characters, the way that things seem to be shot, um, I saw the potato footage, too, and mm-hmm. it feels very, like, I guess if I referred to like Ahsoka as like a very samurai movie, I would refer to this as like a very kung fu feeling. Show. Yeah, especially that scene in the the, the bar or cantina. Yeah, 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 which I love. Which is like I am about this energy. Bring me martial arts in Star Wars. Your boy, right. I'm about lightsabers, but I can also I also like fisticuffs. <laughs> well placed and choreographed fisticuffs is good too. Um. So yeah, really excited for that show. That was one of the shows that I was very excited to be honest, because it was like, oh, this has got to have lightsabers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the speaking of lightsabers, we also are getting in a couple of days. We're getting Young Jedi Adventures on May the fourth. 
Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, what was the other one? Visions, Visions. Volume 2. Yeah. All that stuff looks amazing. I actually got some screeners for Young Jedi Adventures. Some, a few episodes in. It is as cute and wonderful as it looks. I kind of wish my kids... Like, I wish this came out in 2006. My kids would have been all about it. Mm. Um, so I really want to talk about it with people who have younger kids. Because, like, mm. I think it's cute. Lizzie thinks it's cute. Axel doesn't care. Um, <laughs> but, like, I wonder how... You know, like, I, I, uh, I want to see if Araj shows it to... Uh, 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 Malik. Malik. You know, see what he thinks about it. See how that, like... You know, talk to my people with very young kids who, like, this is that target audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the animation style is adorable. Very colorful, very cute. All the voice acting is great. The music is really well done. Yeah. Particularly, like, the credits music. Um, at the end of the episodes, there's, like, a whole credit sequence. And I'm like, it's pretty fire. And it's a new composer. I should have written it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It's good stuff, King Tom. Have you watched the yeah. shorts at all? I saw the first one they put out with the cat, okay. Tuka. Yeah. Um, I didn't stick around for the credits, though. I, sh- I should have. If the, if the I think they're... I thought, yeah. I don't know if they I, had them on the YouTube shorts. Okay, yeah. Prob- probably not. I thought I thought it was very well done, and, yeah. you know, it was fun to watch. I, I don't know... My daughter might like it. Um, I don't know that my kids are going to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they both want to watch... We haven't. I haven't watched Mandalorian Season 3 with them yet. I think they're more interested in that right now. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, finding that target audience. But I just like, like I said, man, I wish right. my kids were younger. You yeah. know, like, so I'm really curious to see, like I said, how Malik maybe might take it or uh, maybe even like Strother's kids. Mm-hmm. See if that's something that they kind of glob onto. Yeah. Because uh, I think that they might be more that, that age. I'm really curious to see how that goes over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit of Jedi Survivor. Uh, may the glitches not be with you, sir. I hope everything <laughs> works out for you in the future. So far, my stuff has been flawless on the PS5. So, um, I don't want to curse it. So, <laughs> thank the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess let's get into the book, man. Cataclysm. This book is written by Lydia Kang. It sort of is the second of the like adult novels, which kind of follows. Most of the characters from Convergence, mm-hmm. um, Gale and Atai, Axel Greylark, uh, Ziri and Fantu of Iron and Erino, and like more. But like, I don't know, spoiler free thoughts. Like what, what do you, what's your like impression of this book that you would give to people? Uh, I thought I, I loved the book. If anything, it reminded me of the Empire Strikes Back slash Attack of the Clones hmm. because it had it, it like the last 15 minutes or not 15 minutes, last 40, 30 minutes of Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. where you just have one big battle and everyone is there. Not just that, but that feeling at the end when... Yoda and, and and Mace and Obi-Wan are in the council chamber. I was like, victory. <laughs> you know, no, that's not what's going on here. Because that is that is the feeling in this book. And then the the, the feeling on the Nebulon B at the end of Empire Strikes Back when mm-hmm. um you know Luke is mostly when Luke is looking at at his hand that he, he lost something. Yeah. Um yeah, they 
Um, I, again, I don't want to go into spoilers exactly why, but it's you have that feeling at the end of this book, and it's it's earned. Yeah, yeah, and some of those characters who have not been so, uh, like, I, I guess I'll just say, like, picking up the Battle of Jeddah, I expected a lot of the characters who weren't in that book as much or in that mm-hmm. audio drama, like mm-hmm. like Gelinatai, doesn't make a big appearance in that book. She's like there for a little bit, and then like Ziri and Fantu are, and these were like main characters from Cataclysm who I expected to see again, and they were sort of missing, but then when they show up here. Um, I guess it's like we haven't spent as much time as we think we have, but uh, Convergence was a really, really well done book and it really focused on those characters. So when yeah. this book picks up with those characters again, you miss them. And the this is one of those books that like once it gets going, once it takes off, like you can't put it down. Right. Like right. it took me, you know, like a week and a half maybe to get through the first half. And then, like, a day and a half to get to the second half. Yeah. It's, like, one of those yeah. kind of deals. Um, the, the action is so well done. And without getting into spoilers, there's a character who makes a decision. And in most other places, in, you know, movies, TV, books, when characters have a similar decision, they do the stupid thing. And in this instance, the character did the right thing. And I was a very big fan of that. Um my one my one small complaint was that it felt like a bit like an EU book because there would be EU books where everyone would just end up at the at the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Uh and, there yeah, there are a lot of the characters and like like <laughs> in unlike the title they they do converge. Yeah. Uh yeah. but to be fair there is a cataclysm I would say. Yes, there's um, very, very much cataclysm. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, um, but it doesn't feel as repetitive as a lot of the EU books because it was almost no. like every book, every trilogy did that. Mm-hmm. All of the characters yeah. ended up in the same place at the same time, so right. it was a little bit refreshing. And then it almost like thematically, it it felt a lot different. I think is why yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, so it, you, it did yeah. it. It did it, but it did it very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say the writing was amazing. The uh, yeah, you know, uh, Lydia King wrote uh, like a, a couple of the from a certain point of view stories, I believe. Maybe mm, I think so. I should have looked that up before I made a statement. Um, but uh, like I don't I, like I didn't know her from a large Star Wars novel, so I was like, okay, let's let's see how this goes. Um, she's one of the newer authors, not necessarily like the High Republic architects. The right. book was great, and she nailed the characters. Particularly, mm-hmm. like I said, the four from Convergence, Fury, uh, Fury, Fantu, Ziri, uh, Gela, and Axel, mm-hmm. who are all, like, very complicated sometimes. Uh, particularly uh, Gela and Axel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I feel like they all got a lot of really, really good moments and interesting shine. Uh, and they were like dealt with wealth, especially for, you know, I don't like it's, it's always interesting for me to see how they handle a character that they didn't invent sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's also different when you're seeing like, oh, like this is just Han Solo. Like we know, Han, you know, like these legacy characters who everybody touches Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, because everybody knows them, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan, 
but these lesser known characters, you know, who were only in one book. Um, so between her and Zoraida, they really honed in. And uh, I think she like nailed those characters and that made the book really, really enjoyable to me, who was a fan of that first book quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, the, the characters are amazing in here. And, you know, with, with the, the four that you mentioned from, um, uh, the convergence convergence yeah i have to make sure here they're um, all c words <laughs> right there there is a lot of leftover stuff that needs to be resolved especially with axel and right. it's not it's not all simple answers mm-hmm. and the, the, she deals with it very well yeah yeah and even in like a lot of these places where you know uh like what's the word redemption is such a like a a theme of star wars Mm -hmm. and in usual and like it classically it's handled in a specific way yep and i think it's treated very well in these book in this book um Mm -hmm. and not necessarily how it usually is so i it was really interesting to see that i see it in a little bit of a new take um that didn't just feel so retread or familiar yeah. So I really, really enjoyed it that. Uh, I guess, I guess, um, are you ready to get into spoilers? I'm, I'm ready to get into spoilers. All right. I'm going to give like a quick question mark synopsis <laughs> of the book. And like, we're going to run through that real quick. And then we'll just start talking. So here we go. Okay. After the failed peace talks on Jeddah, Iram and Arano are once again at the cusp of war. When a ship explodes on the neutral moon carrying poison, the planets are once again blaming each other and readying for battle. The Jedi and the Republic search for answers after Jeddah, and everyone looks to Dalna and the Path of the Open Hand. Meanwhile, Gelanatai instead heads to talk to an imprisoned Axel Greylark, who might have the answers they seek. While transferring Axel, Gela and Jedi Master Orin Darga are attacked, and Axel escapes with his Path allies led by his childhood friend Binan, who has a last name, but I didn't bother to write down. The Jedi track him to Jeddah, and Gela and Orin stow away en route to Dalna. Ziri Albaran and Charil Roy head to Dalna to speak to the path about Jeddah. Creighton's son and Ada Forte head to Dalna, where they find Yaddle and an Arcanian Padawan in her charge named Sippa. Together, they sneak into the path compound for answers. When Chancellor Kyong hears of Axel's escape, she's worried and unsure of how best to proceed. Arriving at Dalna, the mother forces Axel to record a message to lure his own mother to Dalna. When Kyong receives the message, she lays down her title as a Chancellor and heads to Dalna as a mother. Yoda and his cruiser accompany her. The Jedi are discovered on Dalna. The path is ready for battle. Orin is killed by Binot. Gela is captured, and Axel is forced to fight as a path member. The path, now calling themselves the Path of the Closed Fist, is armed and ready to fight the Jedi to the death. They send their members along with an army of Enforcer droids to kill the Jedi. The battle is intense, and many lives are lost. Gela is rescued by a wounded Axel, and together with Kyong and Jedi reinforcements, they battle back the path. Ziri and Stowaway Fon 2 find a fighter and escape to hyperspace to get reinforcements. Many Jedi are killed by creatures in the dark. When communications are finally restored, reinforcements from Iram and Erino arrive and the path compound is destroyed in an explosion that floods the compound. I said that twice. That's bad writing. Axel and Gela confront Binat who falls to his own poison just before the caves collapse on them all. Fortunately, the Jedi rescue them from a drowning death. I should have put Yoda and Yell because that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. The gaze electric escapes, and the Jedi still have questions unanswered. In the aftermath, the Jedi remember their fallen. The Dalmans call the battle the Night of Sorrow. 
Axel turns himself into the authorities. Irem and Irino realize they are stronger together, and Yoda and Creighton's son decide the nameless creatures should be kept secret. So that's pretty much it. Um, a lot happens, and there are so many characters. Like, yeah. when you write it all out on paper, uh, I really enjoyed all the Yaddle stuff. Yeah, they, they, I, yeah I did, it was good and entertaining. Yeah, Yaddle has, like, an Arcanian youngling who is, like, I guess super powerful or something. At one point, like, they tell her just, like, hey, just, like, you know, when you find an Enforcer droid, just throw them high enough in the air that they break. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're like, oh, she's coming. And they can just see through the forest, like, Enforcer droids flying, like, up through yeah. the trees and breaking. And she has, earlier on, she has two, th- there are two, like, Republic security guards with yeah. them. And Yaddle asks them to watch her and she tires the two guards out within hours yeah no it's like half an hour (laughs) she's like that's the shortest yet (laughs) yeah and they're like why did you only have him watch her if it was gonna be for half an hour and yaddle was like look i take every half an hour of peace that i can get at this point yep um so that was good stuff uh creighton's son uh a character that was mainly introduced in uh the battle of Jeddah and ada forte are both in this book yeah um i i really liked creighton and i remember in um one of the art pieces they said they used carrie grant as inspiration mm. and uh you know i've watched a, a few of his movies north by northwest if you ever get a chance that that's a great movie mm-hmm. and Classic. knowing that has like really helped because you know i i read yeah and yeah. just like with the, the voice in my head and visualizing it mm-hmm. and you know, I, I really liked him as a character, especially especially in this book. So I always like kind of do both. You know, I do the okay, book yeah. and then I'll do the audiobook too. Um, but the cool thing is coming out of the Battle of Jeddah is like I sort of have those voices in my head as well. Okay. Because like in, it's it's Mark Thompson doing the audiobook, which is great and wonderful. But when he's doing his like, oh, I'm Ada Forte. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I am remembering Ada Forte from the Battle of Jeddah. Like that voice, you know. Um, And there was actually a really funny thing that he did in Convergence. Because I think Mark Thompson did that book as well. Mm -hmm. And his, like, choice for the mother was this very, like, weird kind of southern twang on it. And, like, she is, she's very, she's not in the book very much. But I just remember being like, well, what? That's not how, like, all the mother stuff is not. Uh, and he sort of like he dropped that a little bit, but enough of his voice was in it that it just reminded me of it. <laughs> so I'm like a little scarred from Convergence that when I hear him do the mother, I'm like, ah. you know, uh, because uh, because in the young reader books, uh, the Path of Deceit, it's a it's always a female narrator who has like such a different take. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just funny things like that. <clears throat> Axel Greylark. Complicated dude. Very complicated. And look, like this is like I may have mentioned this before on other podcasts. My son's name is Axel. Mm-hmm. My daughter's name is Lizzie. Now, uh Zoraida Cordova wrote Convergence, which introduced Axel Greylark. She also wrote a book called The Crash of Fate which introduced a character named 
a character named Izzy Garcia, okay. but it's spelled G-A-R-S-E-A, and Lizzie's last name is Garcia. So I was when I read the oh, book, wow. it felt like Lizzie Garcia instead of Izzy Garcia. Mm-hmm. But I just like between Zoraida and my family, I always feel like there's an interesting like nameology kind of going on there. Yeah. Um, and then also as a parent, uh, I-, I think all those connections adding up to a lot of this has to do with Axel and his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that themes, those themes and that kind of stuff hit me really hard. Um, I really enjoyed that stuff. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, it was, it was disappointing, uh, early on in the book because he kind of goes back to his own ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Gela is kind of believing that he's, he's, he, he starts off on this prison that's in, is it the gravity is weird on this planet? Yeah. It's like underwater or something. Right. And he's like, Oh, I'm from Coruscant all high. Yeah. And so he, he gets sick regularly yeah. and. And it turns out it's all an act. Yeah. Uh, apparently yeah. he's practiced his whole life to get sick, to get out of charity galas or whatever else from his right. mom, the chancellor. Right. And we, we, we get introduced to Bennett early on, who has a poison mm-hmm. glove. Yeah. Um, and and the, the whole, the, the idea that I took from it was, you know, they, they, were, they were friends in childhood and Bennett was always the escape. Right. And it was was the life he wanted to leave, so that's why he developed this loyalty to to Bennett and to the path. Mm-hmm. And so he he go, you know he goes willingly to Dalna, and he does whatever the mother and Bennett asks. And then when everything goes south and he doesn't uh, have any value to them anymore. You know, Bennett beats him up, and they put him on the front lines. Yeah, he's literally a body at that point. Right, and and he is told that in in no, you know, he, Bennett yeah. says this is it, my part of the friendship was all an act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, he he kind of deserved. Yeah, and he's yeah. like he makes the wrong choice more than once. You know, and right. even from if you're coming to this after a convergence, you know, you've already seen it happen a few times. So by the time you get here, like he has a complicated relationship with Gela. Like there's a flirtation, there's like an attraction there, uh, right. and then like sort of he betrays. He he sort of does the wrong thing at the end of, at the end of a uh, convergence, mm-hmm. and he ends up going to jail. Um, and then in this book he's in jail, and then when these guys come to break him out, he leaves. And at one point, they kill Gela. They think, yeah. Like they, they, they know that they're tracking them. So like they set it up so that the ship is following and they shoot down the ship thinking they've killed them. Then meanwhile, they're like in another ship, uh, following them now that they're all out in the open, because now that they think nobody's on their tail, they don't care. You know, they're not Mm -hmm. on guard anymore. Um, so he, he makes the wrong choice fairly consistently, but he's Mm -hmm. also like, he's complicated dude. And he's like, uh. There's a lot, like, if from the first book, he has all this anger towards the Jedi, and the, like, you know, his, that's what happened to his father, his father, it's a very, very similar to the Martez sisters, you know, there was an accident, mm-hmm. the Jedi were doing something, something, and his father died as a result, and the Jedi saved him instead, and he's mad that they didn't let him stay with his father, you know, like, it's a tragic story like that, and then the Jedi were like, well, may the force be with you, goodbye, 
mm-hmm. uh, very much in that same way. And so he has, like, that kind of grudge. Right. But also, like, when he meets Gela, stuff starts to change, and she starts believing in him. And she drops her guard at times, and then she's also like, why am I being stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, but she has this other Jedi Master with her named Oren Darga. Who is an entertaining character. Yeah. He is, like, the Jedi Master of dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, I liked him. Uh, but in my head... When I read the book, he's very, like, deadpan. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, you know, the uh, charhound that had the job on the Coruscant Bakery, right? Mm-hmm. He got fired. <laughs> um, but in the book, uh, the audio book, like, Mark Thompson does him as, like, a very, like, oh, I'm a big, like, Scottish guy. And, like, he's, he's oh. like, really over the top, uh-huh. which wasn't not funny. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't what was in my head the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would throw me off. <laughs> it's like when you sometimes it's interesting to see the other side, you know. And it's funny because I'm like, how did my head get to that? Is it just because I listen to too much Mitch Hedberg? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like how complicated he's treated. How he does have remorse for the things he's like. He shoots. They shoot. He thinks he kills Gela. And mm-hmm. inside, he feels pretty bad about it, but he still does it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's something that I don't know. I like. I like the way that they play it. It's not such a, it's not such a black and white thing about you choose yes or you choose no. Um, the complication and the time that they give you to spend with him, like you may not like what he does, and most of the time you don't. Like uh, honestly, a lot of times he disappoints me. Yeah, and and he disappoints every yeah a lot of people exactly. in this book, he, he, and he he knows that too. Like, and that's part of his. Like, it almost becomes a motivation for him. Like, it, with his, you know, obviously his mother's the chancellor, mm-hmm. so there's this weird like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to put it in the same kind of because that's what a lot of people were like. Oh, like. Ben Solo, like, no wonder he's a bad guy. His parents were so bad because they were so good. Like, dude, look, no, dude. Like, they're parents who did good things. Like, he's just a jerk. And, like, Axel's right. kind of the same way. Like, he did always feel inadequate. and he, But he does have a point in that he always felt that his mother chose the job over him. And his mm-hmm. father died when he was young. So, you know, like, all of these things don't point him in a great direction. Right. So Although. He, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. I was just going to say, you know, you, you said his mother always chose the job over him. And when he makes the recording, and again, you know, he knows he's being used for a bad thing, but he mm-hmm. does it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they send it off. And, you know, earlier I mentioned, yeah. y- you know, you see in, in media when there's stories being told and the character is compromised, most of the time that character makes the stupid decision. Okay. But, but yeah, here... Yeah. You know, Kyong said, okay, I'm going to resign and still go there anyway. So, Kyong Greylark. Um, mm-hmm. Man, she is a decent part of Cataclysm. She shows up periodically in and out. And the, the twin, not the twin, but the dual chancellors yeah. is something that I felt was really interesting about this and that I was really liking. The, 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 the other guy, Orlin Malo, is he likes to be out there and traveling and like meeting new people. Uh, and he's in this book a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, and Kyong is like the more statesman and stays on Coruscant and deals with everything on the home front and mm-hmm. the politic part. Like, whereas he likes to go and 
get people to join the Republic and explore and set up the pathfinders and all this stuff. Um, so basically like what, like we said, the, the, the mother makes him send a thing asking her to come to talk, mm-hmm. knowing it's a trap. He sends the message. She knows it's a trap that they want her to come because she's the chancellor, of course. And like, if they capture the chancellor or what, you know, like, so she resigns her chancellorship mm-hmm. and just goes like, and she sends, she sends messages to Orlo. She sends like, she resigns in front of Yoda and mm-hmm. she's like, I got witnesses. Like, yep. and she's like all stressing out too. And like, it's really cool at this one point. Cause like she's, uh, I don't want to say a tertiary character. We've seen her in a few of the things and she's got a big part in Cataclysm, especially because she's the mother. So we've seen her a lot through Axel's eyes, but you also see her in the other stories as the chancellor. And she's very like regal, like, I don't know how to pull it, put it, but like that Amidala spin of like, you are that person, right? A costume for every big event. Yeah. Yeah. And when her son has escaped and like all this kind of stuff is going down and she's sort of, she like drops a lot of that stuff. Like she mm-hmm. goes to her hot house or she goes to like a garden. She starts like just pruning stuff. Yeah. And the people down there in the garden are like, I guess we're just going to leave. Mm-hmm. And she like changes, you know, she, she takes off her, her ornate clothes and like puts on gardening, you know, like she's just there like doing the work, like working her stuff out when she gets the message and when she sends the message back, she's like no longer, chancellor gray lark she's like kyung again which i really really enjoyed and also she is a fierce badass yeah um not to be messed with the mothers no especially not in this book and you know she she shows up and she gets things done yeah and and that's good to see and just just before we move on something else something else i didn't realize i would like as much as 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 i did but you know you you get the sense that her and and malo are two very different um uh, people malo's a quarren right right Uh, and so uh, you know like yeah you say like you said he's out on the frontier he's schmoozing he's uh having parties and this and that Mm -hmm. but then after she resigns he has a moment of vulnerability yeah where he doesn't know if you know he could do all this and do it by himself and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, th- th- there's this whole issue with communications with uh, Ariam and Arano. And, you know, um, I don't remember the exact sequence, but um, Chancellor, former Chancellor Greylark, you know, tells Malo, look, you can do this. There's no one else who can do it by themselves but you. Yeah. And, he turns around and instead of waiting because, you know, the, the, the regents of the two plants, they're not getting along right, um, right. because they both think they're behind this, this poison incident. The kids are missing. Um, and then he's like, okay, we're going to repair the, the uh, yeah. transmitters, yeah, the yeah. communication system. And, and he starts, you know, he springs in action because of that. And yeah. that, you know, they're tertiary characters, like you said, but it's a really nice part of the book. And it, it was handled really, really well and not something mm-hmm. I expected to enjoy as much as I did. Like when they have yes. that conversation, yeah. when mm-hmm. he's like, you know, cause I, I think we're also conditioned a little bit by Star Wars uh, politics and maybe real life as well. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so you have these people that are just, you know, Chancellor Palpatine is like, well, we might get a good sympathy vote. Anyway, it's just me yeah. and Bail and Tilly's of Alderaan. Hey. Um, but when she drops it, I don't know what I expected. Like, I, like he is like the go out and schmooze guy, but also like there's one part where he talks about like, I wanted to become a chancellor just because I wanted to go and like meet people whose planets were completely different than anything. I, you know, share meals with people eating like I don't you know who had their own dishes and traditions like like he has this respect for their culture and their mm-hmm. peoples of a million different places and to like bring them together and to like in a friendship in a real way that he sees as like sharing meals is like the way that he kind of says it. um and I just didn't really like see that i kind of was like oh yeah he just likes to go out and schmooze and be like the mm-hmm. guy oh, i like to meet people and shake hands um but when you hear a little bit more about his intentions and his things and he ends up making he ends up getting them to fix that thing but mm-hmm. also they're so dumb they're just like well we're not gonna fix it because they probably broke it like <laughs> both sides yeah. like the two planets just completely just point at each other like uh like good y- y'all got good kids i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad for the future of uh iram and Arano yeah um but yeah both the rulers of those planets are just like stone-headed mm-hmm. uh but it is really good to see him like like him pick it up and shine when he's needed like he does make a speech later that right. does like unite the people and like it's a really really good speech which you would expect in a book but also um i didn't quite expect this from the guy in the first book who like he's not bumbling but he was, he was like a little, like he's practicing his speech in his room and he just got there and he's like trying to get them to fight, but he doesn't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. so it, they were a little codependent and he was a little bit like out of his depth in certain situations. Yeah. So I really like yeah. that he, she gives him the keys mm-hmm. and he takes, and she also tells him she believes in him. She's yeah. like, look, I'll be here when you need me. Hopefully when I get back, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm leaving now and. You know, you can handle it. Right. Like, he pulls it together. He, pulls it's great it, to he does it. Yeah. And they unite the planets. Those, yeah. those planets of fighters who are such jerks. And uh, <laughs> Fawn 2 is injured in the very beginning of this book. Mm-hmm. Recovers a little bit. Ziri goes out to find out what's going on in Dalna. This fool stows away on yeah. the ship and hides in like a closet for a couple days. And mm-hmm. then ends up popping up in the middle of the fight still semi-injured. Yeah, and also not a fighter, but it is really great to see them together, and they have a really nice moment where they're they they like find a ship that's like busted down, and they fix it up with an astromech, and they that tr- one of the Jedi had with them was yeah. it Ziri? Z- I think uh, Ziri had this like astromech that she was putting back together. It was yeah, I think no, I think it was with some of the Jedi, and they find it. And then, like, they take it with them and fix up one of the ships that's just there on the compound or whatever. Yeah. And they take off, and they're, like, trying to help from the sky, but then, like, smugglers come in, who apparently the path is, like, paid. You know, so, like, there's air cover, and they're like, well, maybe if we get our hyper, you know, if we get out, then we can get a message, because at this point, communications are still down. So they try to, like, hyperspace out, and they end up stuck. They end up, their hyperspace things break, they end up stuck in the middle of nowhere they're trying to beam out communications but they're closer to some communications buoy so they think Mm -hmm. they can get the message out 
but they're also like, and also we probably going to die because we only got like three hours. Yeah. Um, but like some of the Jedi are close by and they like nab him up and bring him back and mm-hmm. save him and get the message out and reinforcements. Yeah. And yeah. you, you kind of, you hinted at it with the, 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 the mercenaries there. The path has totally arranged everything here. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew all the Jedi were coming. They wanted the Chancellor. They were going to, they were planning on like blowing up the compound. They had all of their old people yeah. up top to be like basically human shields. Yeah. Either human, yeah. Sh- not, not human, sh- but you know, living shields right. and kind of like a sympathy thing, thing also. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they had this plan, and some at some point in the middle, like you said before, that instead of the um, the path of the open hand, they became the path of the closed fist. Right, right. Um, yeah, and they are like ready for battle, and they are like they they're the Jedi are unprepared for what's happening here, and they are mm-hmm. completely ready to fight and kill and do what they like. They're they're ready to fight. And the Jedi sort of show up not like that. Like, they show yeah. up to gather evidence and, sh- and they they're end the, up in a fight. They're in evidence, information searching mode. Yeah. And they're, like, at that one point, the uh, it goes back to the, like, gifts freely given thing. The When Ziri and, uh, is it Charil Roy who show up? Yeah. And then, she gives her um, kyber crystal. Uh, what's her name? The young, young Jedi. Uh, is it Charil Roy's person was it ziri no enya keen oh okay okay enya keen ziri's the princess oh right enya keen ends up giving her like because she's like well like you know like oh like you jedi are not even here to like talk to us like we're just simple farmers and then they're like well to show your good faith in having a conversation perhaps you could give a gift freely given (laughs) and they're all on the ship like oh yeah. and she's like uh my bane blade and they're like oh we don't collect trinkets mm-hmm. fool you just told me to give you something like why are you and then they were like well maybe a jedi lightsaber and the jedi are like look we can't give you a lightsaber and then yakin is like tell you what i'll do i'll give you my kyber crystal out of my lightsaber mm-hmm. and the whole thing is she's like you know if the force wills it like maybe i it will come back to me mm-hmm. you know but in order to try to help this piece to figure out what's going on because this is after Je- after the Battle of Jeddah, where, like, the path was there, things were suspicious, they know that the Herald was sort of leading the riots and sort of started a lot of the stuff, so they're, like, putting that on the path. Mm-hmm. And they also lost Jedi to the Nameless, but they don't know yeah. exactly what happened, they just know Jedi are dead. Mm-hmm. And other Force users also were affected. And they still don't know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're coming over here to investigate. Um, <clears throat> but these people are ready for battle. They've like retreated their, their like, their compound or whatever. It's like this, all this land and farmhouses and then all these caves underground. So it's like everybody's there, but underground. But when the Jedi get there, all they see is these farmhouses. And uh, if you read Path of Deceit, there's such a stark difference from like the setting because in path of deceit you're like oh these people and they live here and they they were just simple farmers mm-hmm. and they like grow flowers and their place is beautiful and there's this tree that blooms flowers every day and they harvest their own food and now it's like raining throughout this whole book on Dalna. um all of the like 
food like the the, the stuff hasn't been harvested so they're like they're just rotten flooded fields of mm-hmm. dead plants and stuff like and it's really crazy like how they set the mood or to me it was such a stark difference from the Dalna that we saw in Path of Deceit it, it sounded like it yeah and it was really interesting because it just like added to the sense uh, like that whole environmental kind of thing uh it's it's it stuck with me like visually and it made it like super interesting mm-hmm. um and i mean like visually in my mind's eye when i was reading words mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah um let's see we got so we got creighton's son and ada forte fighting together again who i really enjoyed from uh from the battle of Jeddah. Mm-hmm. but you know they're fighting here and the like it's path members it's zealots and they're attacking and then at one point they're bringing out these enforcer droids Mm -hmm. that are very difficult to kill like they're blaster proof and i think these are the enforcer droids that martian rose starts using at the end of phase one okay because they're described the same way like these mirrorless you know reflective faces or something faceless Mm -hmm. black droids so i think that's a connection that we have yet to dive into mm-hmm. um and then like there's one point that was really cool in the fight that like the jedi are looking and they see the droids marching at them and so they're like focusing their reflecting their at the lights because they're like eyes are like these red lights and then the droids figure out what's happening and they turn off the lights in their <laughs> eyes and so they're like oh no they're still coming but now it's all dark and it's like the whole fight takes place at night in the mm-hmm. rain in these like rotting fields and caves and when all the jedi like you know uh who did i just say uh creighton's son and ada forte get there to investigate yaddle and her little buddy are already there ziri shows up with charl and everybody's like trying to talk and trying to figure out stuff you know gela's stowed away with um axel and so like her and oren darga but then once it pops off it's like it pops off but everybody's getting there separately and that's what you were talking mm-hmm. about how everybody's just happens to be there um but and if you there was one there was one group of jedi that i didn't even know where they came from yeah that they were already down in the tunnels yeah so the more other stuff you read it mm-hmm. will fill in a lot of those things okay. so a lot of the stuff that you might have questions of right now Mm-hmm. You might pick up a book in a couple of days and be like, oh, <laughs> okay. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like they're, at one point they're calling out for reinforcements, but they can't get off the communications off planet. So they call and another Jedi is like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're in the caves. We're on the other side. We're like by the town or by the city or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we need help. Nope. Can't help you. We're like stuck over here, but good luck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but they're like, there are other Jedi here. And everybody thinks that they're the ones that got caught. Because, like, right. when the attack starts happening, it just happens all at once. And everybody's like, I didn't even, like, I'm still hiding. How do they know we're here? Like, Yaddle bring, like, they disguise themselves in the, like, robes and stuff at one point. Um, so I just, that that's funny to me. I don't know why. Just, like, seeing Yaddle and all them walking around with, like, blue waves mm-hmm. and white robes. Um. But the Axel stuff and the Gela stuff is really good. So when yeah. Axel Axel does the thing 
when his mother retires or whatever, he's basically useless to them. So the mother's like, all right, that's enough. Like, and like you said, they put him on the front lines to fight. And at that point, Gela's captured as well. Because they stowed away and they show up to try to stop him. They don't stop him. Binot poisons Orindarga and Orindarga <laughs> dies. And Gela surrenders herself to save him. And then he's like, aha, there's no antidote, sucker. Right. You know. And then he 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 dies. So she loses her friend and they capture her. And they lock her in like a thing. And at one point she's like, you know, the she's like meditating down there and she's like a little bit injured, but she's she doesn't have her lightsabers. And she's trying to figure out what to do. And then she's like, the force is telling me that somebody's coming for me and I just need to wait. Mm-hmm. And as the story like goes on, it's Axel that comes to rescue her. Yeah. But like all these little things like Binot comes and threatens her with her own lightsabers for a minute and she like eggs him on a little bit. And then he like ignites the blades through the door to try to stab her, but she's like just out of range. And then he just like gets frustrated and leaves. And then she's like, okay. And she's like one step closer. Now there's holes in the door so somebody can rescue her or something. <laughs> like mm-hmm. And then when Axel finally shows up, she's like, Cool, I knew you were coming. Mm-hmm. Um You know, she's like she's a little more forgiving, I think, than is necessary, but a little yeah, yeah, a little bit. But he's trying. I get it. And also, like, the force is telling her to trust him. So I buy that. Mm-hmm. Um but that stuff. So the nameless. Eventually, after the droids, after the people, the jet like this is a nonstop all night battle, it seems like. They fight till dawn. Um mm-hmm. yeah. this is like an, a nineties uh party <laughs> jam. Mm-hmm. Uh and they like the nameless, they start releasing the nameless. Mm-hmm. Like the creatures. And you know, uh who's the first one to go? Is it Charo Roy? I don't remember oh, I who's the first a... one to go, but they definitely, like, what do they call it? Cut, uh, when they turn you to dust. Oh, yeah. There was a word they used. They verbed Right. <clears throat> well, they, they kill some Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the Jedi can't, and it's dark, and, like, they can barely see their eyes. And, like, the all the settings of the battle are really, really cool. And then if you, yeah. like, also checked out the... Uh, Earlier on, um, Creighton and Ada are underground, mm-hmm. and there is a Force-sensitive past path member who is basically fed to one of the Nameless. Oh, that's right. And, like, they they feel it. Like, it takes yeah. Creighton out, out of it for a while. So he knows they have – he knows the path has something. They just don't know what it is. Yeah, and it's like – and the path member, I think, knows they're there. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's almost like, help me, help me, help me. But then like, they don't say anything. They stay hidden. And it's like a, like, they're distant enough that they can recover, but they're mm-hmm. close enough so that they feel it when, like, when the door opens, they, they go into their little, like, madness or whatever and retreat. And then like, they recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's like, this is the thing where it's like, ev- nobody knows what's happening. And if we could just get like a pathfinder team would be wonderful for this. Cause you have a Jedi who will be affected, but you got like other people who was like, no, 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 it's that monster right there. I can get it. Like, yeah, I feel like if you just had uh, you know, if you had uh, you know, everybody use the, uh, the partner mm-hmm. sort of attack, they might be able to win, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but they do set those, the creatures loose mm-hmm. and they, 
encounter a lot of the Jedi. A lot of the Jedi are killed. And the, the, the way that the battle seems is it's like they, they all show up to investigate. And they're looking at all these things and they're like, what's that? And they're like, why do they have anti-aircraft missiles? Yeah. Like these path, like they are loaded and all the uh, stores of grain or green rice or whatever that they ordered. It's mm-hmm. like weapons underneath. So like they have all these weapons. And it's like clear that the mother's been doing these black market dealings mm-hmm. um, to like arm all of these members. And then apparently has more members than we know because the Jedi keep finding themselves outnumbered. Yeah. Like people are pouring out of these caves and they can't go into the caves and they don't know how many people are in the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're talking a little bit earlier about the elderly people that were like on the top. Mm-hmm. When they first get there, like it's like everything's abandoned except for the elderly. Yeah. Everyone's going down into the caves. Yeah. And one person is like, uh, either they just left these people behind when they left or they're leaving them out as like human as living shields either way that is the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. um and they're right because that sucks uh man like this they like i said when it kicks in when the battle kicks in it is just non-stop pulse pounding craziness like eventually gela gets her sabers back um Mm -hmm. axel is injured in a battle and like, like I think he has like a giant piece of shrapnel, and he like pulls it out, and then he goes to save Gela, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, it was a piece of shrapnel. I pulled it out." And she's like, "Yeah, you're not supposed to do that." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like trying to escape, and I think they make it like almost out, but then they go back in. They go back in to finish Binot, and mm-hmm. when that all goes down, like that's when the caves. Like, all the explosions go off, and the caves start to crumble and flood in on themselves. And so they're, like, trapped under all that. And that's when, like, Yoda and Yaddle, in, like, the coolest move ever, run over to the spot and are like, I think I figured it out. Like, I sent somebody here. And they're like, land and water. And, like, Yoda takes all the water out, and Yaddle takes all the land out. (laughs) Like, they pull them out, you know? Um... Mm -hmm. And it's really super badass of a scene in the book. Like it's described as like they were pulling these huge sheets of water that look like glass. Like, you know, and then like I think Enya Keen is the one who runs in and like pulls the bodies physically out, like as they're dealing with the elements. Um you know. But the action is crazy, but it's really the characters and stuff that draws this story and like i said if you still have questions pick up one of those other two books and it'll probably fill in a lot of that in fact i'm still waiting on the last couple of high republic comics now because i wonder if those are gonna uh touch in on some of this stuff too Mm -hmm. you know um there's still some story to be told in this phase yeah, yeah. It's almost done. I think we're still going to have a little bit of questions, but I'm wondering, like, I think with the delay of the comics, it's sort of like we're only halfway through the Nameless Terror. Like the Dark Horse mm-hmm. stuff keeps getting delayed and the High Republic Adventures. Mm-hmm. So I think like we're a little bit behind on that end. So I'm just really curious if any of those are going to run into that. I did pick up the uh, the one shot by Claudia Gray, Quest of the Jedi, and that one was really interesting. It was. Um, yeah, 
And I think that had some interesting implications that are probably going to go all the way through back to phase one and phase three. I think, yeah, Um, I think so. But yeah, a lot of the other things are like answered, like a lot of questions that we have from phase one, like particularly about like the rose, the nameless and the artifacts. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is pretty much spelled out in these couple of books. Yeah. Um, One thing I I don't know if, if we're done talking about the book, but there is one last thing because you're mentioning um you know the effects of this on other phases mm-hmm. uh but at the end um uh, you know we we, we kind of go back to the jedi temple on coruscant and and yoda and creighton son are talking yeah and you know, like i said this is you know it felt very much like the end of attack of the clones they were lucky to do to do what they did in that battle lucky to get out with their lives mm-hmm. but they lost something big and yoda and son and and creighton they're trying to talk about these creatures and they think the best course of action is to not tell anyone about them. Right. And like delete any mention in the art. They, they basically say like, we won't put this in the archives. Right. Right. Uh, which is so funny. Cause in attack of the clones, it's like the other things like, like Camino got deleted from the arc. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, like clearly that's going to have repercussions further on right and then but that's also really interesting to see why yoda because yoda disappears in the beginning of phase one he and doesn't yeah, show he up till the end in with the um in the in the adventures comics mm-hmm. he is part of the the rescue attempt on the planet where where zine lives yes and she is a member of the elders of the path. Was that what it was called at that point? I don't remember what they were called, but basically the planet doesn't like Jedi. No. So it's, it was this group Mm -hmm. that it, it felt like they were descendants or some relation to the path. Well, it goes even further than that, dude. The elder Tromac is one of the kids in path of deceit. Yeah. In path of, yeah. He was um, looked over by one of the Rose sisters. Yeah. They didn't call them younglings. They called them something else. Littles. Like littles or something like that. Yeah. Yep. So this group that Zine is a part of, I think, you know, obviously some sort yeah. of descendants because yeah. they don't trust Force users. For sure. And, and in, in the comics, if I'm remembering correctly, Yoda and, and, and Tromac was a... Um, a Gran. A Gran, yeah. Um, they kind of like know each other and they go off looking for this artifact. Yep. That Martian Ro wants. Yeah. But I don't remember if they get it. Because, like, Yoda sneaks on the ship. And then he ends up mm-hmm. taking off with Tromac somewhere. And then he's, like, MIA. Like, right. Him and Tromac disappear, like, after where they fight that Corellian Sivrap on whatever planet that is. Where they, like, in issue five. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, he has been disappeared from the other members of that comic for, like, a couple of issues. Because, basically, he... Sneaks on board Rose ship, which mm. presumably... Oh, I don't think it's even the Gaze Electric. It's that weird spider one. The spider one, yeah. Um, and he sees the artifact, which now we know what that artifact is, presumably. Mm. And he's like, uh. And then he finds Tromac, and they take off somewhere. Right. And then he doesn't show up till the end with somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for the payoff of what that's going to be. 
But I yeah. find it interesting that like presumably this dude has the answers a lot more than anybody else. But he was also the one who made the call that said, don't write it down. Like, okay, like, why are you saying like, and then at the end, at the end of Midnight Horizon, he's the one going like, we should look into the past to find out what to do about the future. Bro, you yeah. didn't write it down a hundred years ago, <laughs> sucker. Yeah, Creighton's son's not around anymore. Yeah, if you yeah. if you wanted to look into the past, why didn't you write it down when you had the chance, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's interesting. But then I'm also like, like Yaddle's there. She don't remember. I guess she didn't really see anything. Maybe she didn't get as close as. I'm trying to like think of like direct effects. Oh yeah, who else would have been? Yeah, around because like Creighton's son for sure. Uh, well, like, Charles Roy didn't make it. Oh, at the end, like, they have a funeral. Like, and they say that they lost about half the Jedi that went. Yeah. Which also kind of lines up in a Geonosis way, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're only, they're like, we're remembering Ada Forte. Like, they, they'd name three. It's like Charles Roy and one more. I can't remember who the last one is. Um, but I think they give Enya Keen his like because throughout the battle she gave her Enya Keen gives up her crystal in the beginning as a gift freely given remember yeah and then so while she's adventuring she's lightsaberless and then like as they're going through the battle she finds Charil Roy's saber yeah and she fights yep. with it and, and then, it's like a big heavy broadsword type yeah it's, it's like it's just not what she's used to right. And then she ends up, they end up finding the elder and he like tries to like, and like she ends up getting her crystal back mm-hmm. and her saber. And then, so at the end of the book, she's kind of like, I'm going to do a wield, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. rad. I don't like, it's not even a, like, inter- like it's not a very character building thing, but as a lightsaber guy, like I like that idea that she's like, they both these, they listen to me and they speak to me. And Yoda said it was cool if they spoke to me. So now mm-hmm. I can have two sabers. Um, cause the other ones they placed in that crystal arch, uh, the Kyber arch. Yeah. Um, of the fallen Jedi, which we actually get to see in that quest of the we Jedi. See it like in the, yeah. It was pretty cool to see it like that. Yeah. It, it, it was nice. Did you pick up that Chronicles of the Jedi hardcover? No, I did not. It's one of those inside editions thing. And it seems like it mostly focuses on phase one, like a little bit of phase two stuff. Um, mm. but you know, like almost like those kind of in universe ish. Um, I probably might compare it to something like Secrets of the Jedi, if you check those mm-hmm. ones out. It's a little bit like that. Just a, kind of like mm-hmm. a little in-universe kind of journal. Hey, these are the Jedi. These is, this is something that happened. This is the Battle of Jedi. This is the uh, the Great Disaster or whatever. Um, but I thought uh, it's very nice. It's very pretty. And the art is really good. I might have to check it out then. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, the, but yeah, the aftermath and the choice to not save that. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that choice and it's not the first time or the last time because it's almost the same thing. I'll get the end of episode. You're talking about the end of attack of the clones mm-hmm. and Mace Windu is like, you know, I think it's time that we tell the, the, the oh, Republic yeah, that, uh, our ability to use the force is diminished. And you're just like, so like repeatedly this dude keeps secrets and it comes back to bite him i think yeah i don't know 
Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how because like you're right, Yoda kind of says we have to look to the past, and in Phase One we know there are people looking into the Nameless. Yes, you know, yes. um, there's the 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 whole comic about the detective and the Jedi teaming up. Trail of um, Shadows, Trail yeah. of Shadows, Emric yeah, and Kaftor, Kamtor, yes. Kaftor, yeah. and they have like a, a an arm by the end. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, they totally yeah. have evidence now. Yeah, so they they have yeah. more because I think really Yoda and Crate and Son are probably in in Cataclysm. They're the ones who know the most about it, right? Who are still alive, right? Um, so by Phase One, it 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 starts to make sense. I'd just like to see a little bit more of the picture. Yeah, yeah, and and I would like to see the Jedi put together a little bit more of the picture, especially yeah. after the Battle of Jeddah, because like they all come clearly knowing something's up. And they mm-hmm. still kind of like walk into it, and, and like, and, and I know it's a weird thing. Like, the nameless are such an effective weapon at the Jedi uh, against the Jedi that yeah. it's very difficult for them to like get. You know, that's why I really keep uh, focusing on this uh, one Jedi and a normal partner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't, like I don't know how you would you know how can you gather information if you don't you know what I mean? Like, so I get it. Like, it's a very interesting and compelling storytelling thing. But I'm just like, man, how do we do, like, how did the Jedi figure, the dude figure, like, they were there. You were, you saw it. It was on Jeddah too. Like, but there's always so much uh, chaos. I'm actually liking the, the Battle of Jeddah. Like, the audio drama is really cool, really interesting, focuses very much on those certain, particularly, like, the Irem and Erno angle. And mm-hmm. then when you read the comics, you get a lot more of the other side, which is, like, the Convocation of the Force angle. And even a little bit of Yana and the Herald. Um, so I really like that they're pulling a lot of these things together and giving us the other sides of the stuff we don't see because nobody's getting the whole picture. And I don't know if I have the whole picture yet, but I have read three of these books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I really like I, j- I want the Jedi to have the whole picture. Yeah, you de- you definitely, you know. And then I'm like trying, I like I'm trying to think because I'm like, yeah, Yaddle's there. Did Yaddle not see? And then I'm trying to think back in the story, like, no, I guess they didn't. Like they were a little bit further away. I don't think Yaddle got directly confronted with a nameless. Um, no, I don't think so. Because I'm trying to think of who would still be around in Phase One that would know. Now, obviously, Yoda and Creighton. Creighton's not around anymore. Unless, I mean, like, because we still have the mystery of who the per- Yoda shows up with somebody. At the end of Midnight Horizon. We don't know who that is. Unless Elder Tromac is just bandaged up for some reason. Yeah. Because, like, they describe the person as somebody with a cloak and, like, all kinds of bandages or, like, you know, coverings or something. Um, so in my head, I see uh, the guy from Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> in the very beginning. <laughs> Looks kind of rad. Uh, in my head, it's a Namura character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, like, I'm just trying to think of who, like, who else could we, like, cause when I went back to these things, I was trying to be like, if he's talking about going back to the past and seeking all these things. And then when Tromac showed up, I was like, there's gotta be some stuff here to take forward. Night of Sorrow is a big one. Yeah. But still trying to figure out who that person is. That's like the biggest mystery from phase one that confounds me. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if we have the answer, but I just know it's an answer that I'm like looking for. Do you think? Do you think we'll? 
find out in phase two or are we gonna have to wait till phase three i mean like i like i feel like we're gonna have to wait till phase three but mm-hmm. i feel like if like i feel like we should start taking bets now because i feel like we should or could know it could have enough like i feel start, like start a pool start a pool yeah i wonder if the answers are here like we do we need to take this to a twitter poll yeah i got i get 10 bucks on crate and stuff yeah Maybe not Twitter. Let's go to Hive. Hive, get those polls yeah. up, man. I need those polls back. Um, <laughs> but I really want, like, I, I, like, if I, if I was putting this together, I would mm. put those little clues in. Like, I just want to, yeah. I want to Columbo this, King Tom. <laughs> I want to be like, just one more thing, Yoda. Yep. Why didn't you write it down? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you let him put it in the archives? Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. Uh, the book is in tense uh and it stands on its own but it really belongs in a pair with like if you're only going to read like the two adult novels you can totally get a really well done story that focuses on some really great characters with some really great development and really awesome moments you throw a battle of Jeddah in there that one kind of crosses over everything you'll get a little bit more um if you're like me and you just finished Path of Vengeance, you have a whole other side to what's happening here. <clears throat> but yeah. Great uh, book. Really good book. This was like, I finished this one and I was like, this is a, this is like a shining, like tip top, you know, this is like Star Wars fireworks on Endor level uh, mm-hmm. party time for phase yeah. two and phase one uh phase two started off a little bit slower um so i remember like going through it and being like okay like it's moving like and it's interesting but it didn't introduce the characters and as many of them with the same kind of like fervor and uh ostentatiousness i guess that the first one did like the first one you start with the great disaster so like mm-hmm. immediately you have to meet all these people and like but it's like this big big event and it starts on such a huge scale Whereas when we started this phase with Path of Deceit, it started in like a single planet in a very small story about very particular characters. Um, mm-hmm. And then even Convergence, like it was a bigger galaxy wide story, kind of, but it's still kind of focused on these people and these system four characters and really their journey. Cataclysm kind of blows it all up, but then it yep. also was, ama- it's, it's an amazing book. Uh, I think... Yeah, it, I think it might be my favorite, although Path of Vengeance is pretty good, too. Okay. Uh, but I also finished it, like, a couple of days ago, so I think I'm still high on that fire. Right. right. Um, very excited for the future of the High Republic. I'm very excited to get further into Jedi Survivor and get all those little nuggets, too. Uh, very excited for Dark Horse to put out their comics ASAP so I can uh, get reading. Come on um king tom you got you got final thoughts you got favorite characters man what's going on um like i said you know i'd say either creighton or the chancellors my favorite my favorite characters um like i said great action and it just had a feeling you know you you wanted Mm -hmm. to read it Mm -hmm. you had to read it. you had to know what was happening next the action was that well done and then at the end you're just left feeling like you're watching the clone. You 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 feel like you're Bail Organa. Yeah. You know the way he hits the balcony side as he's watching the clones <laughs> because he knows this is not how things are supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I really like your uh, Attack of the Clones references there. I that's a that's a, it's a thing that I hadn't thought of. 
Because mm-hmm. for me, it feels like it, it, it feels like it, there's a finality, but there's a lingering finality. And maybe that's just yeah. I know that it seems like it's the end of phase two and we're diving mm-hmm. back into the opposite way. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I think my favorite characters in this book, it might be the Greylarks. Axel okay. is disappointing on numerous occasions, but yes. also like when he does make the right decision, man, it like. You know, and like I said, it's it's this weird, complicated thing. Like, my son's name is Axel, and you have kids, and sometimes they don't make the right, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a teenager. Every now and then, he's not the smartest. You know, we, none of us were when we were kids. But, like, to see this guy, like, fall and, like, in a lot of ways, like, make the wrong choice repeatedly. But then to finally take that 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 uh, choice to do the right thing. Um, like, even so much that the ending... Like, the ending of the book is he turns himself in and goes to back to jail. Yeah. Like, and he's kind of like, nah, you know what? I, I got to serve my time. I'm going to do my thing. And, you know, like, when I get out, well, you know, if you want to come hang, I can't promise you, like, dope wine, but I can promise you good conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And he does it, like, willingly. You know, and there's even a part where, uh, you know, I think it says, like, like she's reaching out in the forest as she's recovering. It's Gela. And she's like, she sensed the, the people on the ship, you know, the, the prisoner was content, like the prisoner was, you know, he had hope that things, you know, he was going to do things right. And like, it, it, like a real, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the way they treated him. And I really enjoyed how complicated he was and how, like, I was angry at him a lot of times, much like I was in the first book. But when, when the switch hit, it was really, uh. It felt really good. And like in the, the relationship between him and his mother, like some of that yeah. stuff is just unforgettable. And I don't know if uh, we've seen anything like that in particular. Uh, that was really nice. Like to see the mother just like drop everything for him, like to literally give up the galaxy. Literally drop everything. For yeah. her son. Like that was pretty dope. And then for Yoda just to be like, uh, 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 I'm not like a Jedi of the Republic. I'm your friend. Let's rock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's good times. Uh, really good book. Lots of big, huge, bombastic moments. Uh, really great character stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff is going to stay with me. Like the moment when Chancellor Kyung drops everything, like that's going to stick with me. That was really well done. Um, when she like makes the speech and is like, I resigned. Uh, the moment when Gela realizes that somebody's going to come rescue her. And she, like, completely trusts in the Force and, like, is just ready to let it, like, everything happen. Um, yeah, and then the ending and all the questions that we have that presumably are going to link up to us somehow in Phase 3. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to figure out who that person at the end of Midnight Horizon is. <laughs> yeah. I got a list of names, King Tom. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start the investigation. We're going to have one of those boards with string. Do you think it's Enya What if it's Orlin Malo? Nope. <laughs> what did we figure out? Miri Allen's live a long time, right? No Miri Allen's in this book. Darn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what if Ada Forte didn't die? <laughs> oh! No, I'm not going to say it. <clears throat> that was a really good one, but I'll say that. I'll save that theory. All right. Uh, King Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me to discuss cataclysm we did it we made it through this whole podcast without saying catalyst yes 
It was Yay touching for us. For a minute. Yeah. I've been saying, I think I said Cataclysm, uh, Catalyst on Twitter like three times last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs, King Tom? Uh, I do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest, and I'm on the Sith list every week. We also have a Patreon too, and I'm on Twitter at Tom Chansky. Uh, and you might be on a soon future episode of the Rogue Rebels because we need to get into Hidden Empire. Oh, yes. And all comics of that too. stuff. Because, uh, see, what happens is I need somebody who read all the comics, and it's like you, me, and um, Star Wars Explained. <laughs> that's, yeah. our, that's our pool. He's a little bit busy. Uh-huh. Yeah. He went to London, so it's, it's yeah. me and you, King Tom. Uh, all right. Uh, you can check us out at therogrebels.com. Make sure you like our Facebook page, share our posts, share our podcast. Hey, we recently just finished our Mandalorian Spotify playlist, which is all caught up with all of our episodes on the first three seasons. So go check that out if you're into it. If you're into podcasts like this, either check out our High Republic playlist or our Star Wars books playlist. Um... Also, we are on most socials at the Rogue Rebels Hive, TikTok, Instagram, and on Twitter we are Rogue Rebels Fam. Because Twitter is the worst. <laughs> anyway, I am going to look forward to Visions Volume Two, Young Jedi, Adve- Young Jedi Adventures, lots of comics, Path of Vengeance, Quest for Planet X. Just when I thought the TV shows were over and I could rest, there is no rest for us, High Republic fans. None. Mm-hmm. None. This podcast is over. Yay. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself. <laughs>